Hey, Andy. Already? I have a question okay. before we start. Okay, sure. Because I don't feel like Halloween 2 was very clear in this matter. Mm-hmm. How many times did Loomis shoot Michael Myers? Six times! <laughs> he shot him six times! <laughs> he shot him in the heart! I just want to look good for the boys! Hi, Andy. Hi, Philip. Hi, and welcome to season four. Hi, listener. Welcome to season four. Bloodline. <laughs> yeah. It's, in space. No, wait. In space was, uh, Leprechaun Bloodline. in space was four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. both four. Okay, well. Yeah. Critters four, also in space. Four is the time to go to space. Yeah. Jason, you're like six behind. Yeah. What took him so long? He had a lot to do on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was busy. He was a busy, busy beaver. So, yeah. Welcome to season four of Look Good for the Boys, a horror gossip podcast. Uh, I don't know if we covered this already. I'm Andy. And I'm Philip. Yeah. Yeah. We're your hosts. Thank fuck. It's finally October. Happy October, everybody. Yeah. And oh, as I learned last year, happy spooky season. Did I say that right? I don't know. Is that. You taught me that last oh, year. I did teach you that. You did teach me that. Spooky yeah. season. I don't. It's funny. I think that people stopped saying that. Great, great. The, I think right when, when you catch learn up, about it, they're like, "We're moving story on." Story of my fucking yeah, life. Yeah, it's like when a parent starts using Facebook <laughs> for the millennials <laughs> listening to this show. If you're 35 and older, you got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm happy to be the last in line of everything. Yeah, so it's now fine. we've moved on. They were like, oh, Philip is doing spooky season? Pff, fuck that. We're so not doing it anymore. What's the new thing? I don't know. I think people just call it Halloween season now. And now it is officially two months. Like, yeah, I don't, we, never fi- ha- yeah. we didn't have a discussion. It's just like, boom, somebody on Twitter decides this and now everyone's just, okay, we're Everybody deciding Everybody got on this. board. Yeah. The- I mean, I'm not going to complain. 61 no. days of Halloween is pretty cool. Yeah. It's better than 31 days of it. I'd say let's go further. Let's take yeah, August. Let's take August. Why not? Nobody's looking. And you know what? Let's take the first two weeks of November. You know what? I think <laughs> I think we should also stretch back further than August earlier to the last week of July because that's our birthdays. Yeah. Okay. And we're fair. so I feel like our birthday week starting spooky season or Halloween season or whatever we're gonna call it now. I think that works. Yeah, why not? And then we have, you know, a whole... And the week before week. to prep for it. Well, that's like pregame. Yeah, yeah you need yeah. that. That's the tailgate. And then the after party that goes into, you know, February. Okay, you know what, actually? <laughs> there's really only one holiday that can compete with Halloween, and that's fucking Christmas, of course. We're never <laughs> yeah. going to beat Christmas in a fight. But we can just not invite it. Yeah. We can just not tell Christmas where we're going to be. <laughs> so can we just say January to December is Halloween season? What do you mean? Like, oh, we from start January, January and then it ends in December. December. 1st. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Okay, cool. I mean, that's honestly, that's kind of what horror fans do anyway. So, <laughs> right. and we really you know? only take Christmas to watch the Christmas horror. Yeah. It's really, yeah. And tell, <laughs> and tell Victorian ghost stories. Yeah. yeah. So it's October yep. and it's Halloween season. And speaking of Halloween, what are we doing today, Andy? Uh, oh, you asked for it. You fucking got it. Yep. 
Uh, I don't know how many people asked for this. Nobody actually. actually I, nobody asked for this. I know one you person. Asked for this. I mean, I asked you were the for one it. person. Absolutely, but I know <laughs> one person that's not on the show that asked for it. Okay. So, uh, hot or not alive, Halloween, the entire franchise, the entire series, yes, yep. <laughs> all of the multiverses of yes. Michael Myers and non Michael Myers. Okay, should we? Catch them up on what Hot or Not Alive is if they haven't listened to a Hot or Not Alive before. Let's do it. Because this is, we didn't do one last season. This is our first one. We didn't do one in season three. We did two in season two, though. Yeah. So, so we got ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So, Hot or Not Alive, where we rank all the victims of a franchise by hotness. (laughs) And how this works is we rank them into three categories. Yeah. For the absolute hottest victims. We do top drawer. Top drawer. For the ones that either are just negligible, forgettable, or, you know, their good qualities outweigh their bad qualities. Yeah, they're not terrible, but mm, I'm not inviting them over. Right. Yeah, you do it at their place or in their van. Yeah. Those are the J-Dos. J-Dos. And then for the people that are detestable, the hideous (laughs) of the victims. Yeah. I wouldn't touch that with Freddy Krueger's dick. Sorry. (laughs) Should I say something else for that? I feel like that's... How about this? (laughs) I wouldn't fuck you even if you were wearing Myers masks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even fuck you if you were wearing William Shatner mask. Yeah. There we go. Those are closed caskets. Closed caskets. Shut them, lock them, bury them. Yeah. And then we do have a side category because oftentimes, especially in franchises where there are a lot of hot people, there are just those that don't rank with the rest well we don't know we don't have enough to go on yeah but they could if given the chance they could probably compete but they just they don't get to the talent portion because they die too soon these are the people that when you're making that list with your friends when you were in high school you know you know the list Mm -hmm. these are the people that didn't go to your school so you couldn't really like you know oh i don't know I don't know them well enough. Like I saw them this one time at the movie theater and oh my God, what they were wearing and oh my God, their hair and their laugh. Oh my God, it was amazing. But also maybe I just saw them on a good day. I don't see them Monday through Friday. I don't know what they're like in study hall. I don't know who they hang out with, you know? (laughs) Like I said, (laughs) (laughs) the people who get murdered before the talent competition. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Yeah. So the people that die before the talent competition, we call those people... Cold storage. Cold storage. Yeah. And we have a few rules here and how we can rank people. First of all, the person has to be a victim of the main threat. Yeah, which which is going to get a little... It it gets confusing, but we discuss it. Yeah. Like they can't have died accidentally. And this also rules out the actual threat of the film. So like we'll never rank Jason or Michael or Freddie. Yeah. Not even if they die in a movie by like going, oh, what have I done with my life? And then killing themselves. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that that's how all three of these franchises <laughs> find the end. <laughs> it's with each of them just looking back on their just lives. really and, bleak. Yeah. Just Freddie's roommate. <laughs> the existential <laughs> slasher film of... God, do you know how many people I fucking killed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I don't even look. I, I don't even feel regret. And I know cognitively that's wrong. So I just got to I got to take yeah, myself I out. I shouldn't be on this planet. No, I can't. I don't know what was what's wrong with me. OK, the first rule was they have to be killed by the main threat. Yeah. Second rule is they have to have a name and or have dialogue. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah, aren't yeah, ranking yeah. all of the extras who get slaughtered in a mass, you know, yeah. murder scene or yeah. something. They have to have substance on screen yeah. for us to know something about them. Mm-hmm. And finally, the third rule is no children, no vulnerable adults. No animals. And as Andy always needs to remind you always me, gotta no, say animals. no animals. And I want to add a little... I mean, we don't even see the dog that Michael Myers kills in the... Fr- okay, I'm going to stop. <laughs> but it's a hot dog. It's a hot that, dog. That German Shepherd, oof. Yeah, it's got neon relish and sport peppers on it. It's a Chicago hot dog. <laughs> on that note, I just want to clarify something in particular about this is, you know, Children means children, but often these films will present people who they, you know, are probably cast as like adults, but also are playing 16, 17 teenagers, teenagers, like 16, 17. I'm going to clarify. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they're presenting these people as growing into the world of adults, as exploring, you know, their relationships. They're having important romantic relationships often. They are, you know, exploring sex. They're exploring drugs. So in those cases, we treat them as adults or at least as if we were, you know, we're experiencing this movie as, you know... As teenagers. As the same age. Yeah, as we're in their peer group. So, that said, tonight we are covering Halloween 1, 2, and 3. And we're not doing alternate versions of these movies. We're doing the theatrical versions. Yep. We're not doing... No director's cuts, no producer's cuts. No TV cuts. Yeah. It's, it's just the theatrical editions of the films. So, for today... We start at the beginning... With Halloween 1978. 1978, director John Carpenter. Who? Uh, some guy, some rock guy, some hippie rock musician guy from Kentucky. Yeah, okay. okay. So, Halloween 1978. Halloween. <laughs> Let's start with Judith Myers. I mean, you have to start at the beginning. Judith Myers. Judith Myers. Wow. Stabbed nine times with a butcher knife. How is it really nine? Is that confirmed? It felt I don't just know. Like a lot I didn't of- count. Yeah. But look, I stabbed her nine times. (laughs) (laughs) I stabbed her in the heart. (laughs) Imagine, yeah, little six-year-old Michael Myers running out of his house. I stabbed her nine times. (laughs) Michael. Here's my question about Judith. Do you think that she got it on with the guy she was upstairs with and it was just really fast or did she deny him? That is a question for the ages. Isn't it? It is. Every time I watch this, I have a different read. And this read, I was like, oh, she sent him away because that was not enough time. Good God. Yeah. We can talk about this for a while. Yeah. This could be an entire episode. Like, did he come? Is that come post-come I, face? I don't or think so. Or is it like blue balls face? The, 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 Sorry, I hate I, that I, phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've well documented our feelings on the term blue balls on this podcast. Agreed. Uh, we are against it, by the way. Y- yes. But our feelings are complicated. Anyway. <laughs> The the idea here, I think the common read on it mm-hmm. is that it was the fastest fuck in history. Right. And he's just like, as he's leaving, he's like, I gotta go, babe, you know? And she's like, call me. And he's like, yeah, sure. And like, he, he looks back at her and seems to almost like say the word slut with his eyes, right? I don't think that's a good read. I think that's the common read and I'm against it. I think you're right. I think your read on it this time is like, they went up there because she was the one that was like, let's go upstairs, right? right? And then they get up there and either she's whatever second thoughts or is just like, you know what? I changed my mind. Or maybe she just wanted heavy petting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Sometimes know? that's what you want. Yeah. It's not like a boomer thing to say. Heavy, heavy petting. petting. <laughs> I feel like it's even older than boomers, honestly. I feel like it's what the boomers parents said. But 
Yeah, she just wanted to touch it a little. Because, or... okay, when he goes up there, she's in her underwear, but, yeah. like, her bra's off. And yeah. when he's coming down, he's pulling, he's shirtless and pulling on his, like, buttoning up his pants. So, yeah. the idea is, I think they got down to their underwear, and then when he tried to push it further, she said no. Yeah. And he was just like, okay, I'm gonna go then. Yeah. And... He's when he leaves, he's like, God damn it, you know? Yeah. He's like, he's that leaving to go boy. jack yeah. off. Yeah. Or find somebody else. Yeah. No, he's a teenage boy. He's not finding somebody Maybe else. Maybe he does know somebody else. It was the 60s. True. I don't know what the 60s Rude. were like. Yeah, me neither. I was were say, they that free? If, I think at like the 70s, he probably would have had somebody else yeah. to go to, but maybe not in the 60s. Yeah. Or now he could just pop open Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> Straight um, bro. DDF. Gosh. He's hot. <laughs> He is hot. Yeah, look, Judith is hot, though. Judith, Judith, hot. look, Judith is the reason for the season. I kind of think she's a cream queen, and she's I, not. I'm not against you here. We know so little about her. Yeah, but what we know of her is awesome. I mean, and iconic. Yeah, she. The first her one of the first things she says is, "I don't know, Michael's around here somewhere." Yeah, like her first <laughs> fucking statement in the movie is. I'm irresponsible. <laughs> and but, it's great. Yeah. She's just being herself. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, no, no frills with, with good old Judy. She's great. She's amazing. Judy Myers. She's, she's stunning. Do you think she goes by Judy? I can't imagine she goes by Judith. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like her parents for sure call her Judith. I think she's okay. So this is 1963. Yeah. Not even a full month before Kennedy's... Uh, no, just a couple of weeks, really. Not even two weeks before Kennedy's assassination. Is this movie about the Kennedy assassination? I think it is. So, okay. Where do we put Judy Myers? I feel like it's clear. Judy Myers is the Barry and Claudette of this franchise in so many ways. The difference is, is that Barry and Claudette belonged in cold storage. I don't think Judith belongs in no, cold no, storage. No, no. Judy, Judy is, is, a, is a fucking top drawer yeah like period hands down top number drawer. one yeah she's also so hot she's so yeah <laughs> yeah you can't deny judith myers no, judy, judith myers is the is yeah she's iconic it's it, she's a mood <laughs> she is a mood yeah okay all right so that's judy the, the mechanic dude i mean he's hot he's kind of hot yeah i mean we don't see a lot of him I see I, his face. That's enough for me. Yeah, I kind of wish we'd seen more, honestly. Hey, that's he more was than naked. I see sometimes. Show him naked. <laughs> Put your nudity where your convictions are. I don't know what I'm saying. Put your penis where the camera is? Yeah, he probably <laughs> put your penis where your camera is. He probably was wearing underwear, at least. I don't think he's going Maybe. commando on those coveralls. No. No. Anyway. But yeah, he's kind of hot, but we don't know shit here's about the him. Thing. I'd fuck him alive. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know well, that's, yeah. that that should go without saying. Yeah, I think we've yeah, <laughs> but like we can't rank him. No, 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 he's disqualified. Yeah, he doesn't have a name. Yeah, he's just mechanic dude. Yeah, and he, he doesn't have a name or lines. Yeah. Oh, here we go. So Annie Bracket. Annie Bracket is one of my favorite characters in anything ever. Yeah, I really love wow. with Annie Bracket. I I'm warning you now. Annie Bracket's like my number one. Bar none. Are you spoiling our I, ending I, already? I've done this before, but I'm telling you now. Like, we're, we might fight about Annie Brackett when all is said and done. You know why we'll fight about Annie Brackett? Why? There's one very specific and petty reason. Oh, my God. Okay, don't get me wrong. Annie yeah. Brackett's amazing. I love her to death. I'm not moving her in any yeah. other category okay. other than top drawer. But if you're already arguing her for the top space <laughs> in this whole top 10... 
She doesn't like dogs. Oh, see, that only makes her more attractive to me. <sighs> Fuck you. You like my dogs. I like your dogs. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I like your dogs. I like other dogs that I know. Dogs I don't know can go fuck themselves. Okay, I don't want to get into this whole thing. Dog people are awful. Because cat people, we don't dislike dogs for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like so many dogs... Okay, dog people aren't awful. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that like I know dog people that fucking hate every cat. Yeah, and I it's mean, like, that's a why? thing. What, what are you doing? I don't hate any... I hate some dogs. The yeah. dog... I have been bitten by dogs. I don't like the dogs that bit me. I don't hate dogs. I like your dogs. Okay. But there are some dogs I don't like, and I don't just like every dog. Okay. Like, a dog has to earn Earn it. It has to earn it with me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I get that, and that's fair. Lester does not earn it. I'm I'm team Annie in the Annie v. Lester (laughs) argument. She doesn't even try with Lester, and you know she's been at that house. I mean, you would. Yes. I would not. (laughs) She's been at that house a number of times, and the fact that she has not developed a relationship with Lester beyond just telling Lindsay to get this stupid dog out of her She says, she does say, I'm the only person that this dog doesn't like, which to me says she is at least aware of it enough that she has probably put in some kind of effort. Okay, but that's even a bigger strike against you. If you're the only person a dog doesn't like, that's something Mm, wrong with you. I don't know that we can say that. We don't know this dog's whole story. (laughs) You know, maybe maybe this dog was beaten up by a th- you know curly haired brunette woman. I think this dog is just threatened by strong independent women. You might be right. This dog could be like the problem of the patriarchy. Yeah, I think this dog listens to Joe Rogan. <laughs> well, would now. Yeah, except the dog. I mean, that dog is not alive. Yeah, for sure, it's not alive. We see Michael Myers kill this yeah, dog. Yeah, that dog didn't make it to 1979. Yeah. <laughs> <That> dog- <laughs> That didn't. That dog didn't live to see Reagan elected. Thank God. Okay, look, I don't hate Annie. I fucking love Annie. I I need more of those friends yeah. in my life. I was also. You know, I, I needed somebody in high school calling my crush and asking them out for me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Here's the thing. A lot of times, Annie, I think, has the reputation in the Annie, Linda, Lori, like, musketeer situation in the the triumvirate, the triad, the thruple. Right. Oh my God. They're the, the best couple ever. The trio of Linda, Lori, and Annie. Yeah. Linda gets kind of like her reputation. Oh, she's the dumb, she's the bimbo. ditzy bimbo, you know? And Annie's the mean, sarcastic, cold one. Yeah. And, and then Lori's the goody two shoes. And Lori's the goody two shoes. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, is that like Annie is a significantly better friend to Lori than Linda is. Oh, for like, sure. Linda is, Annie's a great friend. Yeah. We'll get to Linda, but Annie is a great friend. She's a really good friend. Like, I'm sorry. Anybody, if you, if someone comes to pick you up to drive you to your babysitting job or wherever, it doesn't matter where they're driving you to, but you get in their car and the first thing they do is they hand you a joint and say, we just have time. That's a good friend. Yeah. That's a keeper. That's somebody that's in your life for a while, if not the duration. Oh, I mean, if Annie didn't die, I bet her and Lori would be friends for life. They'd still be friends. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think Linda and her would still be friends, but I think Annie and her would. Yeah. I think that Annie would still talk to Linda. I don't think Lori and Linda would talk. And I think it would be one of those things where Annie like says she still talks to Linda, but it's like once a year and it's mostly just comments on Facebook. And and I think for at least a couple years, the one that didn't, and I don't know. Which one? I think it's a toss-up. Which one of them would not be still talking to Linda? 
I could see it either way. I could see Lori talking to her and Annie not. Yeah. And I can see Annie talking to her and Lori not. But whichever one doesn't, it's like a thing for a few years. Well, and it's definitely like a thing where the other one says, you know, I talked to Linda the other day and I know you don't want to hear this, but she does miss you. So you uh, might want to talk to her sometime. And totally. then And then the other one going like, no, I'm good. And I wish you'd stop bringing her up to me. You know, here's what it is. If Linda and Annie go to yeah. college together in the same town, <laughs> then they're the ones that fall out and they don't talk for a while. Yeah. And then like Lori stays in touch. Otherwise it's Lori and Linda. I think Annie is more likely to go to college with Lori. I'm, I think Agreed. that they're more likely to go to the same place and that Linda then becomes the one that's disconnected from them. And maybe over time, like Linda stays in Haddonfield, let's yeah, be for honest. For sure. Yeah. And she gets resentful about it or, <laughs> or, she moves to LA and becomes a statistic, but cause she's not becoming a star. <laughs> no. Uh, but I also just don't see Linda as like, yeah, she's a bimbo, but she's like not that kind, you know, I think she's fine staying in Haddonfield. Yeah. I think she's happy about it. Like she doesn't, so I don't think she gets resentful books anyway? for Lori and Annie. I think that she gets disconnected. Yeah. You know how it yeah. is. Like you go back to the, somebody who has never left their home, mm-hmm. your hometown. And like, you just have less and less in common. And yeah. I think that that divide gets stronger with Lori because Lori's more the academic than it does with Annie who can still relate and kind of like, she can still chill. She can code switch. She can be like the, you know, like the small town Illinois person. Yeah. And Lori but, can't. Mm, I don't know. I see the, the argument you're raising, but I also think it's just as likely that Annie becomes the person that like gets too cool mm, in college, okay. you know, and maybe like, you know, you still live in Haddonfield, Linda. They don't even have a decent tie place there, you know? <laughs> like, I can see her getting that way about it, where I can see it, and I can see Lori being, like, despite she's definitely, like, yeah, she's definitely the person that, like, wants more, you yeah. know? She wants to move to D.C. or New York or something, you right. know, and get involved in, in, in like, politics or, yeah, I don't know, something. Yeah, of course, <laughs> none of this is the case. <laughs> Because because they both die. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. And if that were the case, if Annie does come back from college and is feeling too cool for school with yeah. Linda, then I think Lori would have the empathy to bridge the gap between them to yeah. make up for the lack of Annie's gap. Yeah. Whereas it wouldn't happen the reverse no, no, way. No, 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 no. I don't think it would the reverse way either. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Annie Brackett, everything she wears is fucking amazing. Oh my god! Even when she's doing her laundry, when she's, she's just wearing the oh, oversized it's so shirt. So hot and a when she's blanket. wearing an oversized button-up shirt and knee-high yellow socks. Ah, and, and the blanket, and the blanket, the blanket over. Dripped oh my over. god! Oh my god! Can I just say, literally anybody ready for the underwear runway. and socks and an oversized button-up shirt? Yum! Yeah, yum! Just oh my god! That's yeah. how you seduce me. That's. I mean, it's just a great look. Yeah. And her sweater, I mean, her yellow, you know, sweater vest with the yellow shirt, too. It's so great. And I just, I love how, like, sloppy she is with her life. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, even just, like, down to that scene when she's doing laundry and she locks herself in the laundry room. Like, that yeah. is 100% she's, her fault. I mean, here's the thing. She's kind of just as much a bimbo as Linda. Well, it's not even a bimbo. It's, like, not clumsy, but, like, I, here, I think she has ADHD. Oh, I think 100%. Annie has ADHD yeah. because I do this kind of shit. And when she's just like strolling through the house to get the keys singing, 
And then, like, you know, checking herself out a little bit. And she you? gets the keys. She comes back and doesn't notice the fucking door is unlocked and gets in it and just sees. The, oh, my God. The fogged up windshield. And she's uh-huh. just like, huh? She's like rubbing it. Er, like, <laughs> uh, what? My favorite thing in movies is when you, sometimes my favorite things in movies is when you just get to see a character being themselves alone. And you get and that more get, from her than anybody else in this movie. You get more of it from her, yeah. Because the the like whole laundry sequence is a whole extended thing separate from the whole car sequence, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like she gets to, because the laundry is kind of like a, what do you call it? A misdirect. Yeah. You know, that's where you think she's going to get it. Yeah. So you get two whole yeah. sequences and she's so dorky and cute in the laundry yeah, when she's, she's like amazing. trying to get out the window yeah. by herself and fucking Lindsay, man, Lindsay Wallace <laughs> is such a dope. Yeah. <laughs> you locked your Annie Paul here. called. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's just, uh, Annie Brackett, just all timer. I mean, it's like top, top drawer. drawer top yeah. Drawer, easy. Yeah. Yeah. We probably could have just said top drawer right after saying her name yeah. because we're going to talk about her plenty. Yeah, later yeah, on. This is not the yeah. end of Annie Brackett. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Bob. I don't like Bob. Linda, you asshole. Why would he think it's Linda hiding there? You just right. left a room she yeah. was in. How and would you she didn't, get down It doesn't there. make sense. Yeah, It'd make more sense if he said if he, Annie, Yeah, it asshole. would make more sense for him to continue thinking it was Annie. Which leads me to believe that Bob's just dumb. I mean, I mean that's not the only thing that leads me to believe that. He's definitely dumb. I do think he's hot. He's good looking. Yeah. And he's not a terrible person. Like, I'm not arguing closed casket No, here. he does say a weird thing, though. When they're like, you know what we're going to do? And she's like, yeah. He's like, we're going to get in there. and I'm going to take your clothes. You're going to tear my clothes off. Then I'm going to tear your clothes off. Then we're going to tear Lindsay's clothes off. And it's like. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was weird. I get that that's a joke. But. But yikes. is not a good joke. Yikes, yeah. Bobby. Not even in 78. Yikes, you're going to get Bob kebobbed. That's, and you yeah. deserved it. Also, from Linda's reaction after they have sex the first time, well, <laughs> the only time, but yeah. it's supposed to be the first time, you can tell that he's not good in bed. When she's like, what does she call it? She's like, fantastic. She's like, fantastic. She does not mean that. No. No, no. He, there's no way that he's good. And it, it, it definitely, know, then it was really fast. Yeah. Like he came real quick. Well, we don't know how much of it we saw necessarily, but it does seem quick. Yeah. And I love the little exchange between her and him in the bed about the beer. Yeah. Is that all you can say? Yeah. It's so great. Yeah. It's, it's really so cute. cute. And you don't dislike Bob there. But yeah, you know, there's nothing really remarkable about him. When she le- when he leaves and she has that moment to herself where she's smoking her cigarette and she gets this like goofy smile on her face. And it's almost like, you know, you could read that as like, yeah, that was good. But it was more I likely as like, okay, maybe the second time will be better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think well, I think there's just a matter of like, you know, she's she kind of has this thing about her. Linda has this thing about her of just like, she doesn't give a fuck about school. Right. You know, she doesn't care about her friends really. She does cheerleading, but she complains about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like this whole high school thing for Linda is just, it's, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She just wants to be done. She with wants it. to be done with it. She wants to be an adult. She wants to get, she wants to do grown up things. And to her, this is like, I think part of that, you know, this like, yeah, I'm, fucking my boyfriend in this 
house that's not either of our parents, right. <laughs> like where our friend is supposed to be babysitting and it's like bad girl shit. But it's also just like, I don't care. This is what I want to do. Like I'm having fun drinking with my boyfriend and yeah, she's that kind of a thing to her personality. That is, I think a lot of times when people write characters like that, they go overboard and make them like either, you know, obvious cartoon delinquents Mm -hmm. or some form of punk rocker or whatever, you know, some, some iconoclast uh, counterculture criminal class character. But here it's just, no, it's just like we see that for what it is. It's just, she's like, she's, she's going to cheerleading practice. She's going to high school. She's got these friends. She doesn't really seem to care too much about them. They're talking about the dance, but she doesn't seem to give a, she just wants to hang out with her boyfriend. Which is all relevant for talking about Linda. Yeah. We're talking about Bob, <laughs> who I think we both agree is just a J-Do. Yeah, Bob's a J-Do. Okay. He's got, a, like, he's got an iconic death. Yes, they all do. All the deaths in this movie are iconic because the movie's iconic right. and there's so few of the deaths and the sequences are all just great setups. Um, so since you've already started I'm it, so sorry. let's talk about Linda. Yeah, let's talk about Linda. She is a very interesting character because she isn't just a bimbo. No. She's not just a dumb blonde, but she also is not smart. No, she's <laughs> she's not smart. I love her whole... Everybody loves the totally thing. Totally. But yeah, she's not just a bimbo. You know, she doesn't care about school. She doesn't care about books. She doesn't seem to care about her friends very much. I feel like it's just these like this social circle she's in and she likes them. She likes them, but like... I don't know, in an indifferent way almost? Like indifferently, can you indifferently like somebody? Yeah, she doesn't really seem, she's in her own world the whole time. And I don't think it's anything against her friends. Maybe she's got ADHD too. I think that there (laughs) is a level of like, like narcissistic behavior there, you know, like, like the the whole book speech, which is great. I fucking love the book speech where she's like, books, who needs books? I forget my books all the time. time. And it's like, way to make this about you. Yeah. And like not even stopping to think like, oh, my friend who I know is clearly a different person than me in regards to academics. This is probably a problem. means something to her. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she just, she you're right. Give a she's, and it's maybe it's not narcissism. You're right. She's in her own world. Yeah. Linda is in a bubble. I don't think she's yeah. a bimbo so much as she is just a fucking space cadet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. One of the first things she says is shitty when her and Lori are leaving school. When she's like, as usual, I don't have anything to do. And then Linda's like, it's your own fault. And I don't feel a bit sorry for you. Okay, the first part of that statement is fair. The second part is shitty. But, like, it is Lori's own fault. That is true. I wonder, though, if a big piece of her saying that is just, like, you get this sense that both her and Annie have been trying to help Lori get out of herself. Get out of her shell a little bit, yeah. And that she's been resistant. Mm -hmm. And so that I don't feel sorry for you is, like, well, we've tried. And and granted, it's probably not in a way that's helpful to Lori, but that's like so high school, right? Yeah. That Linda's just like, you should just be like me. I'm so curious about the friendship dynamics of this group. I wonder if they've been friends for a long time or if this is a new friend set for Lori. I get the feeling that maybe Annie and Linda have known each other and been friends for a long time. And maybe Lori just kind of like became friends with them 
like maybe this year or oh, over see, the summer. Based on their personalities, I got the feeling from them that they've been friends for a long time, like since they were kids. Mm-hmm. And as they've gotten older, they become very different people. Mm. And so that's what makes for a lot of the like weirdness between them. Okay, yeah. You know, and that's like, that's small town shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also could just as easily be that like, I don't know, two of them have been friends since they were little girls and one of them is recent. I don't know. I just, it's, it's a thing that I realized on this watch honestly that i didn't think about all that much because yeah it always just kind of seemed to me like oh maybe they've they've just been friends their whole lives you know they've just known each other since they were six so linda yeah she's yeah she's just in her own world she doesn't care about high school and that's fine it doesn't mean anything to her she's not she's not hurting other people with that attitude no she just wants to drink beer and fuck her boyfriend like whatever and she's hot yeah and she's top drawer yeah, she's top drawer. Yeah, of course she's top drawer. Okay. All right. I think we can move on to Halloween 2, 1981. I mean, we better now because I'll just keep going. Yeah, forever. Yeah. You might still keep going. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about Linda and Annie all day. So let's just, let's just hard, hard break into Halloween 2, the okay. same night. I will say overall, I think this is my favorite cast of victims. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, there are a number of great characters in yeah, this there, movie. And there's, uh, we got to get into it because there's a lot to say about these characters. So let's just fucking start with Alice Martin. I mean, she's... Uh, whatever. That's right down the street. She's making it about her. Uh, yeah, absolutely. She's also very <laughs> flippant about, about the, Elrod. About the p- potential domestic abuse going on next door. She's like, yeah, he's probably beating probably his got, wife. She's always giving him a hard time. Yeah. And she's like making it her fault. He probably got drunk to start, to start beating very her. Very victim shamey. Yeah. Yeah, I do not really care for Alex. It's Martin. also definitely one of those kills that was added because like it comes out of nowhere. It doesn't really make much sense. Yeah. And he jumps out of a well-lit corner. Okay, so Jado. Yeah, she's a Jado. We don't know shit about her. Yeah. She's cute, you know? She is real cute. Yeah. I love her hair. Yeah. But Jada. But whatever. We don't know you. Yeah. And yeah. what we saw is yeah, not, not... Not your n- finest moment, yeah, Alice. Right. And you're not putting your best foot forward. Yeah. You're having a bad Halloween. So, okay. Next, Duh. I think we have the poster child for the cold storage category. Look, Ben Tramer <laughs> is one of the most tragic figures in horror cinema history. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. One thing is we don't actually ever get confirmation that that's Ben Tramer. Not 100%. Not no. 100%. You know, it's I mean, that would take heavily hours. Implied. Positive ID requires dental records. And, you know, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's heavily implied. It's though. heavily implied that it is him. Here's the thing. He's not just a J. Doe or a cold storage. I mean, honestly, I think we know enough about him through other what other people say about him. Yeah, except what he looks to like. To give him a top drawer. Look, <laughs> I, I trust Lori. If Lori's got a crush on him, he's cute. I okay. don't even need to see oh, him. So you're going I trust into this Lori. anon. If Lori set me up F-D-A-U. with Ben Tramer, I would go on the date. That's what we're doing here? FDAU? Face down, ass up? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! I'm saying... <laughs> Uh, that's the way we like to get hit by the police in a residential neighborhood <laughs> Wait, in Halloween. so are you arguing for Ben Tramer to be top drawer? I will always argue for Ben Tramer to be top drawer, except for one important distinction. He is not killed by Michael Myers. True. He's disqualified. In this case, here's the thing. He's drunk. He's walking around aimlessly. 
True, it is Donald Pleasance that kind of chases him out into the street. Yeah. But I feel like he would have walked into the street anyway. And let's face it, that police officer is driving at 70 in a residential neighborhood on a Halloween night. He's going to kill somebody. (laughs) Right. Because there are still kids out at this point. That cop is drunk. Yeah. Also, though, that cop is played by Dick Warlock, who also plays Michael Myers. So you could, in a roundabout way, say Michael Myers killed Ben Okay, but even if you did... no. I'm just going to be a dick. No, I refuse to accept cold storage. He's disqualified. Okay, if I qualified him, you would not allow me to put him in cold storage. No, absolutely not. He has no lines. He doesn't have to have lines. He he doesn't ever say anything. He, we know that he has friends. We know that he parties. <laughs> he's, we know he's kind of a dumbass because he doesn't say anything. He's just walking around. Also, fuck Dr. Loomis for thinking he was Michael Myers. He's a good five inches shorter. Yeah, right. He's carrying that a was... trick-or-treat bag, and the hair has di- the uh, mask has different hair color. Loomis is not okay. No, Loomis is falling apart yeah. from, from frame one. Yep. I don't think you can qualify Ben Tramer. He was not killed by Michael Myers, and even indirectly, it's a stretch. Okay, okay, you're right. No, I'm, I'm. He is disqualified. But if he was qualified, he would not. He would be top drawer. He would not be top drawer. He would be top drawer. He would be cold storage. He would be top drawer. Oh my god, I'm so glad he's disqualified <laughs> because that, this would be the rest of the podcast. Is I love this Ben Tramer so much. Of course you do. You're Ben Tramer. I'm, I'm That's kind of the ben problem. Tramer. You're yeah. Ben Tramer. No, we. The character I relate most to in the Halloween series is, is coming up in the next movie. Okay. So let's talk about Mr. Garrett. Um, I, I do really appreciate that in the trope of a security guard reading a magazine, hey, it's not my, a porn it's one. It's one of my turn ons. And yeah, it's not porn. It's not porn. We don't know what it is, but nope, it's not porn. It's not porn. And I love that he's reading it while he's got night of the living dead playing on the TV at the same time. Yep. He also has ADHD. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think I think everyone in Haddonfield has ADHD. <laughs> Just something in the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's my thing about Mr. Garrett. He really should have taught Janet how to use the walkie-talkie. Yeah, he really That's didn't on give him. her much. Especially, okay, we all know who Janet is. Janet sucks. And <laughs> We'll yeah. talk about Janet. He knows who Janet is. Yeah. So he should have known better than to just hand her this and think that she can make it work. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's one of those things where he doesn't want to like... You know, be too mansplaining with her, and he like trusts her enough to figure it out herself. Again, Again he knows he knows Janet. who Janet is. Yeah. yeah, that's that's on you, Garrett. Yeah. You fucked up. But I think he's a J Doe. Yeah, he's a J Doe. Like he seems fine. He doesn't seem like a bad person. No. But you know, whatever. So here's one that I'm curious your thoughts about, Bud. Oh man, Bud is a complex figure. Yeah. I don't know that you can talk about Bud without talking about Karen. Uh, I think you can start talking about Bud without Karen, Well, she'll come up. Yeah, because Bud and Karen are the Axel and Nurse Robbie Morgan. Yeah, okay, I had that same thought, except I would say that Bud is a better person. Bud is definitely better than Axel. Yeah, Yeah, way better. And Karen isn't as great as Robbie. Like, Bud... They're a little closer to each other. Bud's (laughs) abrasiveness is more like New York than it is just, like, straight-up bad person asshole. Yeah, he's also very charming. Like, he's genuinely... He's genuinely charming. And when he's being an asshole, he does do that. Like, when people talk about, like, you know, oh, I can see the little boy in him, you know, Mm -hmm. or, like, the puppy dog eyes. Like, that's Bud. Bud is what they're talking about. When you talk about someone who does something shitty and is a jerk and is an asshole, but then they look at you a certain way and you're like, oh, I kind of melt. Well, and I think you get a lot from Bud with his... 
interactions with Jimmy where he almost sees himself as this sort of like fucked up mentor to he Jimmy. He does see himself as a mentor to Jimmy and Jimmy does not see him that way at no, all. No, not at all. <laughs> it's very but, funny. But he's like trying. Yeah. Like he is trying. It's just like messy. And Come I on, love, college boy. Listen to old bud. <laughs> I love his interaction with Janet because she's such a fucking prude. And he's like, what does he say? Like, <laughs> I guess, sorry, I just fuck up all the sorry, time. I guess I just fuck up all the time. <laughs> when he, she asked him not to swear. Well, he's being a dick to, isn't he? That, that, is that the same scene when he says, Julie's a goddamn idiot or Julie's a goddamn moron anyway? And he calls <laughs> her out on like trying to tell, you know, trying to like connect herself to the tragedy, which is great because it's like, yeah, she should be called out for that. So right. that's kind of, you know, Bud's not wrong. He's a dick about it, but he's not wrong. Well, and that's the thing. That's the difference between Bud and Axel is that Bud is a dick, but he's not wrong. Yeah. And that's why I like Bud. Yeah. And I think Bud's hot. Oh, no. You want to put Bud I, in top drawer? I want drawer? to put Bud in cho- top drawer. Wow. Yeah. I would. I, that's a twist I did not see. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's also very much my type. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought this was going to be a fight. Here's okay. the thing. We're not putting Jimmy on the list because the Jimmy whole is... survives. Well, is, does he survive in the theatrical... In one of the cuts, he's sitting in the ambulance at the end. And then in one of them, he's not. And sometimes the read is that he died. And I can't remember which is which right now. No, I saw him at the end. Okay. So Jimmy's Jimmy survives. But here's... We can't... So we don't put Jimmy on the list. So we got to rank Bud top drawer. He's 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 getting top drawer just as much for Jimmy as he is for himself. Yeah, they're they're a hot duo. Yeah. I want to Yeah, you kind of want you kind of want Bud and Jimmy to pick you up in the ambulance. Hell yeah, yeah. I do. <laughs> for for some problems down below my waist. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Nurse Karen Bailey. Nurse Karen Bailey is so, she's god, she's an interesting character for a lot of reasons. She's kind of like this movie's Linda. She's sort of the free spirit girl that yeah. like obviously is trying to figure out what her priorities in life are and what she takes should take seriously and what she should not take seriously and you know where she stands with her friends. She has that friend at the beginning, Darcy. Uh, speaking of that scene, I want to know why she doesn't like bobbing for apples in water. How else are you supposed to bob for yeah, apples? <laughs> in water? Like, okay, were you, are you bobbing for apples in booze? Is yeah. that a thing or that are you I trying just to never knew about? Or are you trying to bob for apples in, like, no liquid? Where you just, like, bend just your a head pile down of and apples? pick up an apple with your mouth? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the... Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the situation is Her there. Her outfit there is really cute. Everything she wears is cute. Yeah, absolutely. Her nurse's outfit is so adorable. I also love that when she's late to work... As she's like running up to her station, she takes a fucking second to look at the babies. Yeah. And just to be like, that's a great moment. Like, it is. It's this moment where she just like sees these babies and she needs to just like look at them for a minute and be with them. Yeah. She has several little moments like where we see, you know, who she is that I love. Yeah. I love when when, she gets a lot of time when, when her friend is like, you promised to take me home. And she's like, I did. Yeah. And then she's late to work and we see how she responds to Nurse Alves about being late and we see her with bud and we see her with you know she even has a little moment with jimmy she's top drawer oh absolutely 100 percent. i also want to call out though on the side note she's top drawer for sure Mm -hmm. but she parks in visitor parking and i get that she's late (laughs) she's late i get it but at the same time it's funny that that's what sticks for you what always sticks for me in that moment is how the fuck did michael get in her car the last we saw he was walking away from where she drove (laughs) He turned around. 
But she was in her car driving. Where? How did she get? How did he get to where she was to get in her car? Like, did he meet her at Darcy's place when he when she dropped her off and then get in the car? Yeah, there? remember because she said it's the other direction. Yeah, but what, I just—it's so weird. It, it's it's super weird. I mean, I think it's also part of like initially there was a scene where he kills the TV reporter lady. Okay. And that's how he gets to the hospital. So I, I think it was maybe a reshoot or I don't know. So Dr. Mixter. Dr. Mixter is explicitly drunk yeah. when we meet him. Yeah. And coming back to the ER drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like he should not no. be there. He should no. not be doing the things he's doing. Small town, you know? This is also a, a part I love because it's everyone knows her. Everyone knows Lori. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's Lori Strode. It's like, I thought she was supposed to be like a wallflower, like kind of nerd character. Well, because of Strode Realty. But everybody knows her because of her parents, and he was just at a party with her parents. At the country club. At the country club. Which we know that about the Strodes. Oh, they go to country clubs. So. Yeah. Uh, well, of course they do. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 70s Midwest, America. Yeah. Suburbs. Small town. Exactly. Anyway. So... Uh, <laughs> Jay Doe. Jay Doe. Yeah. He gets a he gets a he gets got a great corpse reveal. Yeah. The needle fantastic. in his fucking eye. The the kills in this movie are particularly brutal. For sure. Nurse uh, Karen, obviously. Oof. Yeah, that one's That's a bad one. <laughs> ben Tramer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exploding oh. and burning to death. R.I.P. Ben Tramer. So sad. Uh so and then, then the next one. Wow. Holy shit, what a death. Poor Air bubble in the Janet. brain. Stabbed in the temple with a syringe, injected with air. So Janet is inept. Oh, yes, and for sure. reluctant to help. We see her try to refuse to help people twice. So I love when she's being sent by Alves to go check on Mr. Garrett yeah. and talk to him. And her response is, that's at the other end of the yeah. hall. <laughs> yeah. Like, bitch, what? Bitch, you work at the hospital. <laughs> yeah, right. This is your job. She doesn't want to walk down the hall. What do you say that every time someone wants you to go anywhere? Then she gets there and he's like, Can you I have to be on the floor? Bitch, your boss told you to be here. Right. And then I don't know how to use a walkie-talkie. Jesus fucking Christ, Janet. And she's get it together. And she's a prude. And she tries to do that thing where she connects herself to the tragedy because, oh, Julie saw her. She's a gossip. Yep. Julie saw Michael Myers, said he was so creepy. Well, I'm sorry, I got news for you. What you're pal judy saw was probably a, just a person down in yeah. his luck drifting through from town to town because and she fucking judged him totally calls her out and says like that couldn't have happened because that was like he just escaped tonight so nice try fucking nurse janet yeah you goddamn stick in the mud yeah she is a stick in the mud okay look she's adorable she's so fucking hot her apron's so cute i mean she sucks she's cute but like not cute enough you know she sucks this is going to sound maybe harsh, but I want to close casket her. Wow. You want to close casket I do. Janet? Look, I feel like Halloween 2 is the movie for hyperbole here. And if we're giving a top drawer to Bud, let's close casket Janet. <laughs> Fuck it. But wait, one thing. Yeah. The apron. The apron is, yeah, it's cute. But no, it doesn't save her from no, a close casket. I'll, I'll give it to you because you gave me Bud and... <laughs> Wow, we're like reversing roles here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're being usually, like super I'm generous and like I'm like throwing everybody nah, in closed casket. I don't care. I just don't want to talk about her again. <laughs> okay. All right. Nurse Janet, closed casket. Yeah, closed wow. casket. I did not see that coming from Look, you. This is going to be, this series is going to be uh, full of surprises, I have a feeling. Wow. Okay. It's time. Look, it's time to get serious. So, Nurse Alves, Virginia Alves. I feel like I'm going to surprise you here. Okay. I kind of love her. 
Of course you do. Yeah. She's she's a girl boss. <laughs> she is a girl boss. She's very fucking capable and she takes charge in like every situation. Yeah, I mean, you know? it's funny because she's kind of an asshole. But she's not but, that bad of an asshole. No, okay, I'll say this. She gets off on the wrong foot. Her very first introduction is kind of shitty when the paramedics are dropping Lori off and she goes, get that out of here to the gurney or the stretcher, you know? Mm-hmm. The, and it's like, they just dropped her off. Like, have some patience. Fair. Get that out of here. Fair, but her interactions after, yes. especially with Jimmy. Well, with Jimmy and with Lori, she's yeah. she's kind of she has a moment where she's kind of soft with Lori. But like with Jimmy, that's what this is what I mean. With Jimmy, she is firm but like caring. Yeah, she gets it, and she like has a little moment where she like smiles about him. Yeah, like she gets what he's doing. She's just like, look, I got to do my job. She's here's the thing. She's no nonsense. Exactly. That's literally what I wrote about her is no nonsense. And no nonsense can often be misinterpreted or maligned. Uh, I feel like she has been gotten called a bitch when she didn't deserve it. Oh, for sure. Because she's a woman in the 70s. Yeah. A a woman of color. A woman of color. In in a position of authority of some kind. I mean, Grant's a hospital, so she's like head of the nurses, but under the foot of the doctors. But yeah, a woman of color and authority in the 70s. Of course she's got called a bitch. Yeah. Like, that's just... She's had to deal with some shit. Yeah. And her death is so fucking great. Like, the reveal of her corpse. Oh, yeah. And that setup is like the kind of stuff I love about the Halloween movies. And it's the stuff I love about Michael Myers. And like when they get him right, when they get the weird fucked up shit, he because he's not Jason. Like Jason no. does like brutal fucking in your Jason face shit. Jason could never, Jason's ADHD. Yeah. Jason could never have the capacity to calm himself enough to actually like get into a fucking vein <laughs> yeah. to, drain to drain somebody's blood. blood. Yeah, That's wild. Yeah, and, and, the, and the thing is, is that when they show him do stuff like this, you know, the impulse feels like, huh, what's this? I wonder if I put it here, what it does. Like, that's what Michael, he's like a kid who's just like, oh, what's this fucking thing do to this person, you know? And it's terrifying. It's super weird. I think he had some idea what he was doing to Alves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yeah, it, there's there's an intuition to it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, It was like art. It's just yeah. like, like here's my paintbrush is this needle, and here's, you know, the canvas is your vein. Yeah. It's like, but it, but there's a weird curiosity to it as well. Yeah, it's science class. Yeah, it's yeah, it's science class, but finger paints. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's totally. really weird. It's mm. this weird balance between the two, you know, between ingenuity and, like, impulse. I, I just I love it. And I and I think that her that kill is so creative. Especially Jimmy slipping on her blood. It's uh Yeah. It's like chef's kiss. It's okay. great. Absolutely. And I You wanna top drawer? I wanna top drawer her. Okay. You gave me Bud, I'll give you Alves. I think Alves is a top drawer. Virginia like, there's Alves. Something top so drawer. attractive about her. Agreed. So then we have Nurse Jill. I love Nurse Jill. Really? Jill Franco. Jill Franco. Well, <sighs> Here's my thing about Jill Franco, though. Nurse Jill Franco is, uh, in my mind, she's always the nurse that stands out the most mm-hmm. because she lasts the longest. And she, I think she she has the look that stands out the most. She's the cutest. She is the cutest. She's like, a, like just the cutest of the nurses. Hands down. Yeah. But she doesn't do anything. Like, I realized this watch through, I, I have overblown her role in this film because of her looks. Yeah, because she's so hot. But she doesn't have a role <laughs> yeah. in this film. She does... Uh, one again, iconic kill. 
Just iconic kill. Yes. Oh absolutely. my god. And she also has the pumpkin pin. The pumpkin pin is amazing. Yep. I love the little seasonal Halloween flair that she has. It lets me know that you know even if she doesn't love Halloween, she's playing along. She yeah, likes she it enough. She cares enough yeah. to show it. I bet she has a different one that she wears every day of the week for Halloween. You know? Okay, so you want a top drawer chill. I've always wanted a top drawer drill, and I think it's... I'm going to not disagree necessarily. She doesn't do much, but she has a willingness to help. There's a willingness to help in her that yeah. you see at multiple points of her wanting to be of service. And then the tragedy is she just doesn't get to be, and she just gets killed. Her last act is warning. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, she is responsible for Lori living. Yeah. And you know what? I am fine putting her in top drawer specifically because we both agree that she's the hottest person yeah. in this hospital. Yeah. So. And she's just like the, the whole tragedy of her is that you want more from her. You want to see more of her. You yeah. want her to do more, but she just doesn't get to. Agreed. So then we have Terrence Gummel, the marshal. The A US marshal. fucking cab. I was going to Jay Dillon, but you, you want to... Alice J. Doham. Okay. I'm feeling generous today. Okay. We close casket at Janet. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm going to let a cop slide into <laughs> J. Doham. The only people so far in this series. I do want to point out one thing about the Marshal, Terrence Gummel. He does the dumbest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Well, right <laughs> when like Loomis says, don't go near the body. Yeah. And so he goes near he the goes body. He goes near the body. And that's what gets him killed. But no, it's not that. It's that when he takes Loomis to the hospital, his response is, what do I got to lose except my job? And then does it. <laughs> and then does it. And then it. does anyway, it anyway. Yeah. I feel like that line alone is what gets him in jail. Yeah, I was just about to say, casket. let's fuck it. Let's close casket him. But then you reminded me of that line. And it's like, all right, okay. You yeah. you get to be a Jay Doe. Just this once. <laughs> All right. Can we move on to Halloween 3? Yeah. Season of the Witch. 1982. So this one might get a little complicated. But I mean, I feel like there's people listening already that are like, why are you counting this? <laughs> but we had agreed in Friday the 13th that it's the threat of the movie, not necessarily the threat of the series. Agreed, yes. So, so in this one, we are specifically looking at people who have died from the threat of this movie, which even then is going to get complicated. Yeah, so, there's a couple kind of complicated moments for I'm that. I'm going to just say... Let's not count any of the robots, one, because they're fucking robots. Right, and two, because none of them are named or have lines. Yeah. So this first dapper thug... Gone. DQ. So our first qualifying victim of the movie is Harry Grimbridge. Harry Grimbridge, who he's difficult because we learn a lot of great things about him. Yeah. We learn that he was a very sweet man. And he dies trying to like get the word out mm -hmm. about this awful thing that's going to happen. Yeah. He also, that move with the cars is yeah. great. Yeah. That's a great yeah, move. It really is. Crushing yeah. the thug by yeah. pulling a yeah. thing out. Yeah. yeah. I bet you he's pretty good looking. At one point in his life. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, he's at the end of that stage, but I, I, I'm not saying no to him. Yeah, 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 no. You know, I, I hate his clothes. <laughs> his shirt is boring. <laughs> it's boring. It's so straight. It is so heterosexual. <sighs> but, uh, you know, if he got a glow up. Yeah, okay. I'd go on a few dates with him. But, like, uh, he's still a, a J-Doe. He's a J-Doe. Yeah, unfortunately. So then... The next human victim... Who is the character 
that I probably relate to the most in the series. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We'll probably find somebody. Actually, you know what? I think I probably relate most to Tommy Doyle in part six. Or maybe, um, I don't know, we'll find some other characters. Wait, so you're saying Starker. Starker. Is who you relate to most. Yeah. The, the drunk. The drunk. The drunk who's yelling about the evil company. <laughs> That says he's going to get a case and a half of Molotov cocktails <laughs> in the last goddamn Halloween for that factory. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, I love him. Wow. <laughs> he's, so, he's so eating a cheese, a fucking easy cheese sandwich. A spray can cheese when he sandwich. Did that, I really, I had a craving. When he did that, I was like, I have done uh, that. I, but I want that. Like, I want it right now. <laughs> yeah. If we had easy cheese and bread, I would make that. Right I'd now. eat that right yeah. now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. We should eat easy cheese sandwiches. Yeah, why don't we? In celebration of Halloween 3. In honor of In Starker. In honor of Starker and the sacrifice he made fighting the man, yeah. fighting the evil corporation that was trying to kill your children america Mm -hmm. but he didn't actually help no he just got his head ripped off because he doesn't know when to keep his fucking mouth shut yeah that's the problem that's another thing i relate to (laughs) not knowing when to keep your mouth shut okay me and him have that in common you do i love his hat what else do you love about him i think he's cute Uh uh-huh i love him starker's top drawer Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you don't want that mm-mm. you don't like that no i love starker but he is jado oh fine marge gutman uh tom atkins's real life wife at the really? time at the time okay yeah. so she's from union square san francisco uh she's kind of a gossipy very uh, kind of <laughs> i hate to say anything gossipy. but she like she like fake goodbyes three times in that conversation with mm-hmm. ellie and it's great also she's the only woman in this movie i think who doesn't show any sexual interest in Dr. Chalice. <laughs> Every other woman in this movie at least makes eyes at him. Yep. She's the only one that doesn't want anything to do with him, and she's played by his real-life wife. I think that's, that's amazing. Hilarious. Uh, I also kind of think that she's into Ellie. I could see that, yeah. Like, she's a little... She's like, come on board this... Right. Uh, yeah. She's reading Carlos Castaneda, which is a red flag, but... Her pajamas are amazing. Yeah, yeah. They're really cute. She I like also... that she's fucking around with the... Like, I, is she an electrical engineer? Yeah, right. Why? What does she? Why think does, what does she think she can accomplish with that bobby pin? I like to think that she's actually an electrical engineer, in addition <laughs> to like a to toy selling, store yeah. owner. Yeah, I I do love her line. What is it? How does it go? Where she's like, the little guy always has to get in line. Yeah, yeah. She's a small <laughs> business owner. Yeah. And she's, she's in San Francisco. Yeah. Like that means something. Like like those rents. Okay, aren't yeah. Cheap. I was gonna say, can you imagine the rent on her place now? Like Oof. it's definitely. If she had survived, she would not still be open. No, probably not. Mm-mm. So I, I like her a lot, but I still think she's Jado. <sighs> sure, why not? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> it's Halloween three, whatever. I mean, I love this movie, and I do love Marge Gutman. Yeah, she's great, and I'm kind of into her. There's just something really? about her energy. Really? You're yeah, into her. yeah. Okay. But right. yeah, whatever. Fine. Got a thing for Marge. Yeah. Okay. I have thing. I have a thing for a woman in charge, Philip. Ah, there it is. Okay, so this next thug is DQ'd. So let's talk about the Cupfers. The Cupfers. So obviously, Junior is disqualified. Yeah, yeah. What do we say about the parents? I mean, they're. I love them. I love them together. I think Betty Cupfer definitely wants to have sex with Dan Chalice. I mean, everybody does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think Buddy wants to have sex with Dan Chalice. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, he just needs some time. I mean, I love them both. I think they're great. They're yokels. Yeah. Just a couple of yahoos. Just a couple of jabronis. 
they just really a couple are. of ding dongs. Love them, but I mean they're Jados. Yeah, they're squares. You know, Very actually much. they probably were swingers. <laughs> Looking at them and the way they dressed. Yeah, I would agree with. They that. go to key parties. I and I wouldn't. You know what? If I went to a swingers party with them in you know the suburbs in 1982. I wouldn't turn them down. No. You know? Yeah. No, that'd be insane. Yeah. I'm not impolite. Yeah. Right? And yeah. they're they're fine enough. Yeah. But which I'm is not what a like... J-Do is, right? They're fine enough. Yeah. They're like the J Do's are the ones that like you don't say no to at a swingers party. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. an orgy. And look, the world needs J Do's. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating J Do's. We're not Absolutely. it's nothing. J Do's nothing to sneer at. No. Be proud, J Do's. Yeah. Cupfers. You've earned your place. The, the proud and the anonymous, J-Dose. <laughs> the proud and the anonymous. Uh, yeah, you're fine, Cupfers. Okay. But, but you're no Teddy. You're no Teddy. Teddy, Teddy is amazing. Teddy's the best. She is so great. Yeah, she's uh, definitely, again, sexual history with Dr. Dan Chalice, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, who hasn't? I love that she figures it out. Somehow, too, just by looking at one part. Yeah, which is just gears. Three scenes of her being like, I don't understand this. And then there's this scene where she's like, I get it. And then drill it in the head. And and the crazy part is is that like that makes her the only brains of this movie because <laughs> Chalice doesn't figure that it out. Chalice it. has to be told. Yeah, like Chalice is. Let's be honest. Chalice is an alcoholic. Yes. Uh, he's a, a bad he's, father. He's a he's a lost man. Yeah. He's in he trouble. Was a bad hu- husband. Yeah. He's a wounded person. Yeah. He's not doing okay. No. He is for sure trying like, to destroy himself. Why is he even a part of this? Why is he here? I don't know. I love it though. I think, honestly, I think he's trying to commit suicide by like, <laughs> you know, investigation. Yeah. Like he's, uh, this is self-destructive behavior to go on this wild journey. I think it's, I think it's just, he's a, he's a relic of, you know, the sexual revolution in a lot of ways. And I think he was, you know, he's been around, he's handsome, he gets by. Nobody who sleeps with him has any actual feelings for him, so he's not threatening. Yeah. You know, because he is kind of just a mediocre dude. But like but he's he has the... charisma and he's good in bed yeah. and he he doesn't risk any attachment or yeah. problems after. No. And he's and he's fine with that. Like he's also like there's no bad feelings. Yeah, that's who he wants part. to be. Yeah. yeah. But he's kind of like, you know, he tried the marriage thing. And obviously that didn't work out and he's got two kids and he's probably conflicted about his relationship with them. And, you know, he, he's definitely getting older. You know, he's in his late 40s now. He's not as handsome or as virile as he used to be. And he's starting to feel, you know, the lack and the emptiness is growing a little more profoundly inside of him. Mm-hmm. So he's questioning that and it's leading him to drink a lot more. So we're seeing a man on the brink. So, yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's. He's not doing okay. He's he's heading towards some hard lessons, yeah. probably. But all that is to say, Teddy is really great. Yeah. And she's a woman in STEM. <laughs> Which automatically moves her up a drawer. Yeah, yeah. She looks I, so nice in her lab coat. Oh my God, she's so cute. Yeah. She's genuinely I, concerned about... Yeah, I wanted her to be the protagonist of this film. She should be the protagonist I of mean, this she movie. almost is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Dan Chalice is kind of an accidental protagonist. Yeah. He fell into it. Yeah. It's it's a very like straight white male well, she scenario. Li- Ellie literally had to go find him at a bar during the day. Yeah, he failed upwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Teddy's top drawer. Right? Yeah, Teddy's yeah, Teddy's easily. easily top drawer. 
Teddy's great. All right, do we count? Okay, so Connell Cochran gets hoisted by his own petard here. He's, <laughs> Very much. He is killed by the threat. Yes. You know, he turns into salt, I guess. I think that's what that is. Is that what that's supposed to be? I don't be? know. I don't think Tommy Lee Wallace knows what that's supposed to be. No. I don't think Nigel Neal knew, knew what that was supposed to be. He turns into plaster. Yeah. Or paper mache. Paper or snow or salt or... Uh, a two-dimensional image of himself or ashes? Sure. He's a pile of ashes in Why the shape not? of himself. So, But then that... he vanishes because it doesn't matter what he turns into because he's only that thing for like a second and, yeah, then, he's, and, then, he's and then he's gone. So do we count him? Yeah, maybe he's not even dead. Maybe he just got fucking like, oh man, maybe he got transported <gasps> to the other Halloween universe. I mean, one of the other three Halloween universes. <laughs> oh my God, how great would it be if Connell Cochran was in a Halloween Ends? That would be like amazing. he just like fucking appears, appears, <laughs> just like moves in, in a like a blue light, and he's there, and he uh, starts his whole thing all over. That would again. be amazing yeah. if they pulled the mask off Michael Myers at the end, and it's Dan O'Hurley. It's CGI Dan O'Hurley. <laughs> it's hologram Dan O'Hurley. I love Connell Cochran. But yeah, I don't know if he's actually like dead. Or if he counts. Or if he can I mean, I think he would count because it because, is the threat. Okay. It's his own machinations that do him in. I mean, well, because well, it's, it's the power of the stones. That, it's the power of the stones, yeah. But it is chalice that chalice causes throws it. the shit. Yeah. He, I don't think he counts. Here's the thing. If Cochrane hadn't set all this up, the tools would not be in place for that to happen to okay, him. Okay, but like if Jason didn't kill all those, you know, people the tools would not be in place for somebody to kill him in return. That's different. That's not that different. I think that's different. a little different. It's not that different. I think it's a little Just different. Because... Jason didn't invent the machete. <laughs> Just because Cochran gets killed by his own weapon doesn't mean that the weapon is the threat. But is the weapon the threat is the other thing. Because it's the it thing that it's the thing that Cochran uses to kill yeah, people. Well, he's harnessing this weapon, right? Like... The Death Star is not the threat. The threat is the people pushing the button that fires the Death Star. Yeah, but in this case, Cochran also kind of pushed the button. Like, he had the, the stuff ready to go. I don't know. You know what? Let's just say he's Let's disqualified. Just say he just, yeah. I don't want to talk on about it On your side anymore. of it, he's still alive. On my side of it, he didn't <laughs> yeah. get killed by the main threat. Yeah. Either also, way, like, he's DQ. I don't know. I feel like he's top drawer. Okay, I'm so glad we're not having yeah. this conversation. I was going to say, we'd probably argue about him too much to discuss him. His whole speech about why he's doing it is like it's amazing. Oh, it's so, so good. good. I love it so much. Yeah. Okay, here's my question about Ellie okay. Grimbridge. We don't know. I mean, that's a robot, but how long has she been a robot? That's my question. I think the consensus is that it's after they take her prisoner. That's what I thought too. But that means they built that robot real fast. Yeah, or they were building it for a while, Already. and then they took her. There's another theory that she was a robot when she came to get him in the bar. <laughs> right, and that was that was the debate I was having with yeah. myself. And so, but I don't I, know. I think according to the, I think according to Tommy Lee Wallace, it was that they took her and replaced her with a robot. Okay, and so she's just dead, and we just never saw her body. So we can rank her. Yeah, cause, I mean, because if she was a robot the whole time, we can't rank her. Right. Maybe we just don't know enough. But here's the thing: what is she? Because she's very, very hot. She's very hot. She's very charismatic. Yeah. And uh, honestly, if you think Her about it... Her outfits are great. When Cochran says that he has that secret weapon mm -hmm. to use against Chalice, 
And then she returns shortly after. Her behavior is very different than it yeah. was ever before that. Yeah. So I think that we can draw a clear, distinct line between before and after she was yeah. taken. Yeah. So I think that like we can rank her based on who she was before that. Yeah. And yeah, her hair is amazing. Her outfit's amazing. She's so hot. She's she's so kind fun. of a mess. She probably Dan Chalice is maybe taking advantage of her grief. I state. mean, yes. It, also, her line about when he asked her how old you are. Relax, and she's like, I'm older than I look. Yeah, like that's that's not an answer for, you should accept. For one, it's too late to be asking her this. You already slept with her. Right. So you, the damage is done, my friend. You don't. You maybe don't want the answer to this question at this point. But yeah, also, that's not what you say. Yeah, if somebody said that to me, that's like, okay, I'm getting in to see some ID. Because that's a that's a not yeah, okay right. answer to hear. Yeah, uh, excuse me. <laughs> but it's also a great thing to say. <laughs> but I love her. I really think she's great. Yeah. I think she deserves top drawer. Yeah. You know what? Honestly, with all the shit she does in this movie, before they get to the like factory and whatever, mm-hmm. I think she earns top drawer, even if she's an android. Yeah, sure. Why not? So yeah, top, top drawer, drawer for Ellie yeah. Grimbridge. Ellie Grimbridge. Top what a great drawer. name. It really is. Grimbridge. I really wish I knew the fate of the real Ellie Grimbridge. It's probably not good. No, no. I mean, you've seen what some of the shit these robots are doing, pulling people's heads off, yeah. snapping the bridge of their nose with their fingers in their eyes. Yeah, that one was rough. Drilling Oof. in the head. Yeah, these guys, these robots, they're kind of programmed to be fucked up. Yeah. Like, they're doing some fucked up shit to people, so... Whatever happened to Ellie Grimbridge is not cool. Yeah. I also, know. even if it was just like they did the mask thing to her, holy shit. That's that's they're they're turning your head into bugs. <laughs> Here's my question. Are the kinds of critters that come out of your head determined by your personality? Or by the mask you're wearing. Or by the mask you're wearing, or by the your astrological sign? I mean, they're making they're not putting different Stonehenge shavings in different masks. It's all going in the the trademark, the logo thing, which, first of all, that's where this plan falls apart. Yeah, right. Because everybody's pulling that off the mask. Yeah. They're not keeping that on there, especially yeah. if it comes off easy. It needs to be on the mask itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's you don't know that's not how masks work. And Connor honestly, Cochran. the the like anti-theft device that Gutman stumbles upon is not as good as they think it is. Because if every time somebody fiddles with one of those, they get their head melted, this plan gets well, that's you know, the thing, out in is the it, open yeah, real quick. Well, that's the thing is everybody would think it was an anti-theft device and not like the logo you're supposed to leave on the mask. So everybody would take it off after they get home from the store. And they'd be, yeah, they'd probably be fucking with it. So you, way more people would get zapped by that thing. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's not a good plan. Also, none of that is how television works. Just the whole thing. So I don't know. What was the question? There wasn't one. You just started talking. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was wondering if you thought, like, what kind, of, what kind of bugs would come out of my head? Is the question I ask. Is it different Often. for every person? I don't. I wonder. That's the thing is, I don't know. We didn't see enough of okay, it to so know. Is it like, let me ask. Do you think it's bugs based on your personality or bugs based on your fears? Because that's I don't, different That's a answers. question. Because what comes out of Marge Gutman's head that we see, the only one we see, is the Jerusalem cricket, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, that's a kind of a weird bug. So if it's a bug she's afraid of, like, that's what she's thinking of. But Buddy, little Buddy Jr., has crickets... And snakes. And worms. And worms. And are there centipedes and roaches, I think, too, maybe? or He's got the full He's got a lot of stuff yeah. coming out of him. It's not just one thing. And then the snakes is the big deal. You got a rattlesnake in there. So is this what I want? 
I don't know. I fear? Here's the thing. Who I am? I don't know what this magic is about because rattlesnakes, I don't think, are native to any of the regions that the druids lived in. No. So that would not be a part of their thing. So it makes me think that there's like some transformative thing in each person. That that is responsible for the, the the creature that comes out of them, or maybe it's maybe it's by region. Maybe if you're from the southwest, you get rattlesnakes and scorpions and stuff. And maybe if you're from like I don't know Maryland, crabs come out of your head. Okay, and here it's like mosquitoes. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, mosquitoes and and like I don't know uh, a wolf, cheese curds, <laughs> cheese curds and cheese curds, cheese curds and and <laughs> juicy Lucy's just cheese comes out of your brain. I would accept that. Yeah. If I had to pick one for me based on my personality, yeah. I would probably pick crickets. Crickets? Yeah. It feels right. Sure. It just it was the first thing that came to me and it felt right. Yeah. What would you pick? I mean, if it was by fear, it would probably be centipedes. Okay, but by personality. I don't know. One like grasshoppers probably, knowing me. No, you're cicadas. You're a June bug. June bug? Yeah. Really? You're June bugs. Okay. Sure. I like it. Because they're big and they like are persistent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. We've done good work here. We've only had one closed casket, and it is shockingly Nurse Janet. That's our only closed casket yeah, in the first so three Halloween first three movies. Movie. I feel like we're gonna have more pretty soon. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna have a lot more because next time we're covering Halloween's four through six. Yeah. So, oh yeah. man, here's the other thing. I don't even really believe Janet deserves closed casket. I'm just being like, we need a closed casket and I need to make an example of someone. <laughs> so it's going to be Janet. I mean, if anybody in these first three movies deserved closed casket, it was Janet. I feel like there's going to be at least one person that listens to this and like really Janet over Bud. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like we've done our, we've shown our math. Yeah, we have. Yeah. I stood up for Bud. Yeah. And I don't stand up for those char- those types of characters very no, you often. You really don't. No. Yeah. So if if I am, it's because they earned it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Next week, we're covering Halloween's four through six. Yep. The return, the revenge, and the curse. So, until next week, bye. Good. Why don't you say the thing you're going to say? Luck. God <laughs> Damn it. He's gone from here. The evil is gone. I shot him six times.